0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the live podcast episode of Beyond the Session with Aisha. I'm super excited to be talking to you today about sustainable marketing strategies for introverted therapists. I know that there are many therapists out there that identify with the personality trait or temperament of being an introvert. And so the intention of talking about sustainable strategies for introverted therapists is really to invite you to consider that some of the fears around putting yourself out there, taking center stage, are holding you back from reaching the big private practice goals that you set out for yourself at the beginning of the year. So did you know we're going to start off today's episode with... A fun fact so did you know that a majority of people actually let go of their New Year's resolution or if you don't believe in resolutions just setting out big goals at the end of the year they actually let them go by this time and so most people don't even make it to Groundhog's Day with their goals and that is another intention of us talking about sustainable marketing strategies every single week on LinkedIn I am here on Wednesdays, and we're still finding a sweet spot as far as the timing, but just know that we will be meeting every Wednesday. So, if you are thinking to yourself, wow, I did set a few goals for myself and I've already let them go, well, you are in the right place because. These sustainable strategies are going to not only help you lean more into your introverted ways, but also keep you on track. So the intention is not to force you to take on the perspective of an extrovert. It really is to encourage you to lean in to your introverted ways so that you see it as a strength and not as an inhibition to reaching your level of success on your terms. The reason why I really enjoy talking about introversion and specifically being an introverted therapist really takes place from my own experiences as a therapist client. And so when my partner and I, before we got married, we were going to a couples counselor and she identified pretty quickly that my partner leaned more in the temperament of an introvert. So she recommended that we read this book by Susan Cain. It's called Quiet. Quiet for those of you that are listening live, you can throw a reaction if you've ever heard of this book before. And she said, you know what, read this book so that you understand your partner a little bit more. So I said, okay, I'm diving in 1st I'm going to read this book. And what I actually learned is a lot about myself and the way that Susan identifies introverts is not necessarily people that are shy or reserved. It is in a variety of different ways and the one definition that i resonated with the most is the amount of energy that i receive from being around people and the energy that i receive from people when i'm interacting with them so it's like that ebb and flow give and take what i've noticed in private practice is that when we are putting out our energy to reach for new client referrals when we're going to networking events There's a lot of energy that's being expended when we show up to these interactions. And so many people underestimate what it really takes to show up as a business owner, and they only think about it as far as time, like how much time am I spending? But I really want you to think about, especially if you identify as an introverted therapist, the energy that it takes for you to show up, not only at networking events, which is one marketing strategy. It's not the most sustainable, but how much energy you are spending in those efforts. So you might you might be thinking to yourself, okay, well, what is one sustainable strategy that I can use as an introvert if networking and showing up in person or on Zoom calls is not effective? Well, one way that you can build a sustainable marketing strategy in your practice is really thinking about how do you prefer to show up if being camera ready is not in your wheelhouse or you are just not interested in it. Maybe you consider having more of a faceless presence on the internet, meaning you don't have to show up live. One way that you could do this is having a mental health blog on your website. Because you have an opportunity to be in your zone as a writer and then say, you know what? People are going to read this on their own time. If someone is scrolling around TikTok or Instagram and they come across your profile and then click through to your website, guess what? They're going to be able to read your blog at two, three, four o'clock in the morning instead of you having to be present with them and delivering this information the reason why i emphasize to people that blogging especially creating mental health blogs is effective is because the more touch points that you can have with a future client the more likely they are to build up this no like, and trust factor. This is a big theory in the marketing and business world that the more no like, and trust that someone can build within us and the relationship that they're building with us, the more likely they are to say yes to working with us down the road. So, Raise your hand in the audience or give me a reaction if you have a mental health blog on your website thus far. And if you don't have a therapy website, that's okay. We'll get there. But having a blog is gonna be a great opportunity for you to connect with future clients when you might not have the energy to do it week after week, month after month. Another way, if you're looking for an opportunity to show up you know, not face to camera is creating a podcast. So, you know, you and I are connecting here right now. You see my avatar, but you don't see my face. So you can't tell that what color sweater I'm wearing, which is like a blue green sweater. You can't tell if my hair is up or down. Right. So if you are having this reluctance to showing up because of this concern of being seen then having a podcast is another great way to connect with potential clients now you might fall into this pitfall or trap and think oh well i have enough clients my caseload is full that means i don't need to be marketing my practice right Well, that couldn't be further from the truth. You still need to be marketing your practice. It's the way in which you market your practice when you're full or when you don't need clients per se or have openings that is going to vary. And that's what the seven day visibility challenge is all about. So today is the last day to register for the challenge. Currently, I have heavily discounted it. So it's only $5 for you to join and we start tomorrow so for seven days you will receive email prompts and you will be invited to try to make yourself more visible over a series of seven days so you're gonna get strategies on how to do that I'm gonna tell you exactly what to do and then by the end of that seven days you can replicate this as often as you want so if you're thinking about starting a new group and you're not really sure how to get the word out you're gonna know exactly what to do after the seven day visibility challenge if you're thinking of test driving a new niche you're going to know exactly what to do after the seven day visibility challenge. So just know that this is versatile. Let's imagine that you've come to the realization that, hey, I can't just offer therapy. That is not energetically smart for me to do because as an introvert, my energy is poured out in different ways. That's okay. If you want to take your private practice from you know, being a private practice to being a mental health business where the focus and the intention is about mental health. You can also use the same skills and strategies that I'm teaching in this seven day visibility challenge to that as well. So it's very versatile, very adaptable. And that is what Introverts really really need is something that is going to grow with them and change and be adapted with them over time We don't need cookie cutter our therapy clients don't need cookie cutter And you as someone who's running a mental health business doesn't need cookie cutter either. So don't fret You will be able to use and reuse these strategies if you are interested in hopping into the challenge you have until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today to do that, and after that, again, you will receive emails tomorrow. So if you want to do that, you can go to my profile and click the first featured link, or you can go to my website, aishaarshabaz.com backslash challenge, and you'll be able to register there. So... Let's take some questions. If you have any questions about sustainable marketing strategies or recommendation requests, please, you can take the time now to raise your hand. I'll give you a moment to think about what you want to ask because in this live podcast episode, you know, I've also included a Q&A. So let me know what you want to ask me just by raising your hand. And then you can unmute yourself and we'll get talking. And if you don't have any questions, that's okay too. I'll keep talking until we're done at five o'clock. okay, I'm going to keep talking until someone raises their hand. So another great thing about being more visible is this overcoming the fear of being rejected. If you are fearful of being rejected by potential clients or potential colleagues, just know that is a part of the game. We know that life is full of highs and lows and rejection is something that we have to build up our tolerance for but also we have to feel comfortable in knowing that we're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay okay it looks like we have a question from kimberly so i'm going to bring you up on stage kimberly hello
1: can you hear me yes i can
0: hear you what's up kim
1: Hi, Thanks for putting this together. I was hoping if you could elaborate a bit more on the the tips for helping you niche down.
0: Yes, so can you share with us where you are tuning in from and what your current focus area is?
1: Yeah, I'm tuning in from Philadelphia, and uh, my current focus is I'm hoping to niche down more on reproductive mental health. So I'd love to sort of gain more tips about how do I even get my feet wet with marketing myself for my future private practice?
0: Yes, this is a great question. So my first piece of advice on how to niche down is really looking at what you're excited about. If you are super excited about talking about reproductive health, one way that you can test the waters on whether there's an audience for your excitement is putting out content about reproductive health and as you are getting reactions and responses from your target audience they're going to tell you what they want to see more of so tell me a little bit about have you thought of how you are going to connect and build a community online to get some ideas on what they want to hear more about when it comes to the intersectionality between mental health and reproductive health. Well, I'm fortunate enough
1: to um, have a sexual wellness business that focuses on um, women's reproductive health in general. But as I'm, I'm thinking about adding a private practice arm to my business, testing out with content, because I know, for instance, I'm in my, in my work right now, I have clients that come to me with PMDD. PCOS, endometriosis, and they often don't have a space to talk about the mental health implications uh, of those illnesses. So I wanted to sort of test out that sort of um, pain point with my messaging about, you know, you have your medical provider, but what about the other parts of your lived experience that may not get touched on in a 15, 30-minute visit with your medical provider?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super smart. So one way that you could do this is thinking about who you want to serve and who would be best served with your clinical skills. And this is how I define niche or have redefined the term niche is the intersectionality between your clinical skills and their goals, challenges, and aspirations. Many people identify their ideal client only by the person that can afford to pay you privately. And I think we're doing ourselves and the mental health industry as a whole, a disservice when we, when we limit our definition of ideal client that way. So one way that you could do this is you can take the diagnosis approach. You mentioned PCOS. So you could take PCOS and say, okay, what are the goals of someone who has this diagnosis? What are the challenges of the person that has this diagnosis? And what are the aspirations of this person with this diagnosis of PCOS? And then start making a running list. Now, most people, when I introduce this concept, they say, well, what's the difference between goals, challenges, and aspirations? So challenges are the specific things that are worrying them about their diagnosis. Their aspirations are the things that are intangible, the things that they want to have, but are necessarily like they're the only ones that are going to know. So when our clients say, I want to be happy, when they when we think of the term happy, they're the only ones that are going to know what happy really means. And they're going to know when that happiness happens. So that's what I mean by an aspiration. But a goal specifically is something that can be measured. And so if someone with the diagnosis of PCOS says, you know what, I want to feel confident in my body, that could be an aspiration because only they know what confidence looks and feels like within themselves. But a goal could be, you know what, I have the goal of having this diagnosis of PCOS and then reducing the number of medical appointments that I have because my symptoms are decreasing. So notice how we can measure a decrease in medical appointments versus I want to feel more confident in my body. So that's where I would start off, Kimberly, is you can go with the diagnosis first and then you can make those three columns, goals, challenges and aspirations of those unique individuals. Another way you can do it if you don't want to lean into a diagnosis, per se, is really thinking about what they want their life to look like once therapy is over. And then you're building a bridge between where they are now and where they want to be. And then you're creating content around that. I find a lot of people out there, and I think Kimberdiv does a really good job of not doing this, You all, you and Brittany do an excellent job of highlighting the celebration of life when we are tapping into our sexual wellness. And so you can do the same thing on the mental health side with your private practice and saying, okay, is this what you want to feel like? Is this what you want life to be like? Then create content around that. And then people are going to tell you in the comment section and feedback and DMs and emails that they send you, they're going to say, you know what? That sounds great, Kimberly, but this X, Y, Z, ABC is holding me back. Then you talk about the things that are holding them back and how the therapy that you offer is going to bring them over that bridge into a possibility that they may not have ever thought of. So how does that sound?
1: That sounds awesome. I'm sitting here typing away
0: on my phone, so I hope I can listen to this again um, if this is saved. Yeah, with technology cooperating, we will definitely be airing this so that you can listen to it on the podcast beyond the session. And if not, you know, you know, you have you have a direct line to me, so I will definitely um, let you know of a summary of this for sure. <laughs> awesome! Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, everybody. So that was a little taste of what a live podcast episode with me beyond the session with Aisha looks like. If you are interested in being on stage with me, all you have to do is tune in live. Like I said, you can look for the times that are posted here in LinkedIn directly. If you have If you are a subscriber of my newsletter, you will also get notifications on when we will go live for live podcast episodes. And like I mentioned before, with technology cooperating, you'll be able to listen to this back as many times as you would like on the podcast. You can find the podcast on Apple or Spotify or anywhere that podcasts can be found. So as a reminder, we are starting a seven-day visibility challenge tomorrow. And January 31st is the last opportunity that you have to jump into the challenge for only $5. After this, the price will go up to $27. And you will miss out on an opportunity to join us for a live blog writing workshop. Now that live blog writing workshop is available now for $17 and you can participate in that with all of the therapists that are inside the Blissful Booking Accelerator. That is a 90 day group coaching program where we are taking your business and looking at all the finite details to make sure that you are adding more opportunities for you to enjoy the process of being a business owner. There are so many people out there that are sad and down and out when they run their private practice. And it's a shame because we didn't get to this point in our career to feel discouraged in being a business owner. My my wholehearted belief is that the intention of having a business is to make room for us to live a full and thriving lifestyle. So if you find yourself drowning under paperwork, you know, seeing yourself, seeing clients nights and weekends, right? I don't think that is what you had in mind when you decided to leave your nine to five and start a business. So we're taking everything from top to bottom and making sure that when you book clients, when you are screening clients, when you are out there doing your your work, that it is a beautiful process, not just for your clients, but also for you. So if there aren't any more questions, I will go ahead and wrap up today's episode with some words of encouragement. I know that in this time, not just in, in time of like, you know, January 31st, 2024, but just in the world in and of itself, there are a lot of things happening that are discouraging. And there are a lot of things happening in the world that we might feel like, what what really is the point? Why am I asking people to come to therapy when there's chaos all around us? And I'm, I wanna encourage you with this. Every single opportunity that we have to instill hope in someone is time worth spent. Any time that we have an opportunity to reflect back to someone that their words have meaning and their life has meaning is time well spent. And the more that we pour into other people, the more that we hold space for folks that are struggling, that folks that have goals and aspirations, the more likely we are to transform humanity in a place that is going to be worthwhile. So I know things are going to get tough in the future. I know things are tough right now and things were tough in the past, but I want you to feel encouraged in knowing that your time is so valuable that you're spending with your clients and don't forget about yourself. I know that our industry is really focused on keeping us focused on, you know, do the work, be more productive, but we have to make room for ourselves, right? We are helping professionals and we have to help ourselves too. It is, we're not going to be good to anybody if we're burning the candle at both ends. We do not have to sacrifice ourselves to keep others warm. Our clients can be happy. We can be healthy it can, it can happen. And I can tell you that it can happen because it's happening for me. And I've met so many amazing therapists from all over the world that are making this happen. And so if it's not happening for you yet, please tune in to the show, join the communities. I have pockets of communities all over the internet here on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, and my newsletter. So tune into those communities. If you feel like it's a it's a hopeless opportunity for you to connect and build positivity into the world so I will leave you with that. I hope that all of you have a lovely evening for those of you that were able to join us live for those of you that were able to pop in for a little bit and had to pop back out because you had a client session or you have to get dinner ready for your family. Whatever the reason is, I'm happy that you were able to join us and I look forward to chatting with you next week. If you do join the challenge, just know that we will have a live Q&A on February 7th at The time that I share in the newsletter (laughs) and you will be able to have an opportunity to come up on stage and ask any questions that you have as the rest of us are listening in. You can share your wins and your celebrations and any other challenges that you're having um, in trying to be visible. But just know the more visible you are, the easier it is for people to connect with you, the easier it is for you to fill and refill your caseload wherever you are in your private practice journey. I wish you all a lovely evening and I'll talk to you very soon.